Hi, I'm Mark, and thanks for joining me today on Words of Truth. One of the biggest struggles for a lot of Christians is how to know God's will and purpose for their life. I hear people talking about this all the time. They view the will of God as something mysterious, something that, well, you can't know very easily and that you have to dig and hunt for like a treasure buried in a hidden cave or in a field somewhere. Wow, it's frustrating, isn't it? But today I want to try and demystify knowing and doing the will of God. In fact, I think God wants us to know his will because his greatest desire is for us to do his will. I mean, look at it like this. When you have children, you have certain rules in your home that you want them to follow, right? Why? Well, because you're trying to train them to know how to live in society. Society has rules. Stop at red lights. Don't walk in front of traffic. Pay your taxes. Be courteous. Say thank you. Show respect to others. You know, all those rules that society has. Uh, We begin that training in the home by having the same rules that we want them to learn for living in society. But how can they know what our rules are? Well, in, in my home, we told our kids, kids, we have rules in this home and we expect you to follow them. And when they asked what the rules were, we'd say, well, you're going to have to figure it out yourself. We have rules, but we're going to tell you what they are. We, we've hidden them around the house in hard-to-find places, and you'll be lucky to find them, but you're required to search for them. And by the way, if you don't obey our rules, you're going to be punished. <laughs> now I'm being facetious, of course. Yes, we had rules. And yes, we simply told them what the rules were. We'd tell them, You say thank you when somebody gives you something or does something nice for you. And we'll give them certain rules for their behavior, which started in our home. Don't you hit your brother when you get mad at him. Don't fight, but talk things out. Don't be rude to your mother. Clean your room. Take your dirty shoes off at the door. You know, all of those little rules. In other words, not only did we have rules... But we communicated those rules to our children. Why? Because we wanted them to know and to do our will. Well, it's the same way with God's rules and will for our lives. In the Bible, we find what we call precepts and principles. What is a precept? Well, a precept is a command or an authoritative rule for action. There are all kinds of these in the Bibles. A precept is, for example, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, um, thou shalt not covet. You know, those are precepts. All of the Ten Commandments are precepts that we're expected to obey without question. When Jesus was on earth, he also taught precepts. When somebody asked him what the greatest command is, he said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all of your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Those are are not suggestions, but they're commands. He didn't say, if you feel like it, or if your neighbor is nice to you and treats you properly, you should love them. No, he just gave the command, love your neighbor. 
Another precept is, you have heard that it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. In other words, don't return evil for evil. Maybe you heard your parent tell you uh, that two wrongs don't make a right. Well, essentially, that's what Jesus is saying. That's a precept. You don't need to pray about whether you should obey a precept or not. You never have to ask the Lord, Lord, do I really have to obey the command not to steal? I mean, I really think I deserve that thing. And since I can't afford it, well, maybe I can just take it. No, 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 no. You never have to pray that way because God expects us to obey his commands not to steal. Precepts are the absolute will of God for our lives. But then we also have in the Bible what we call principles. In other words, um, the Bible doesn't tell us specifically what color car we should buy or who to marry or what kind of a house to buy or what job we should have. So how do we know the will of God in those instances? Well, people ask me that all the time. It's by principles taught in the Bible. For example, Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 5 says, It is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Romans chapter 13 verse 7 says, Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, Respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. In other words, I'm if I'm only making $30,000 a year, I'm not going to go out and buy a house for $600,000 because I'd never be able to pay the mortgage on my, in, on my income. And I'm not going to go out and buy a luxury car because I wouldn't be able to afford it. And so I'm taking a principle from the Bible and I'm applying it to the practical things of my life. And this is the will of God. And some of the Old Testament stories provide principles for us as examples for our lives. For example, after Elijah defeated the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, Queen Jezebel threatened to kill him. And so Elijah escaped to the river Kareth. And he was so afraid and so exhausted that he asked God just to take his life. What did God do? Well, God told him to rest a while. And then he sent a raven to bring some food to Elijah and then to rest some more. And the principle I see is that there are times in our lives when difficult circumstances happen that we need to take the time just to rest and eat and then wait on God. Because eventually God came and told Elijah to get up and move. You see, that's a principle we can use for our lives in making decisions God wants to tell us what the next step is, but sometimes we need to rest and wait for God's perfect timing. Or how about the story of Jonah? God commanded Jonah to go to Nineveh and warn them of the destruction if they didn't repent. But you know, Jonah hated the Ninevites and he didn't think they deserved God's forgiveness. And so he tried to escape the will of God. But God knew right where he was. And you know the story. Jonah was swallowed up by a great fish, and God kept him alive in the fish for three days until he repented and did God's will. What's the principle in that? 
Well, it's that when one of God's children is rebellious and refuses to do his will, well, God is going to go after him and bring some punishment until they turn back to him. And so beware of walking in disobedience to God. That's a principle that translates into God's will for our lives. And so those are two ways that you can begin to determine God's will for your life. First, if you have any question about a certain decision you have to make, well, look into God's word for a precept. Does God say anything outright specifically about whether you should do or you should not do a specific thing? Is there a command related to you what you might want to do? And if there isn't a command, well, then look for a principle. Think through the stories of the Bible and see if, see if there's an example of God working in someone and see if there's a principle there that fits your situation. Well, I'm going to continue this next time, and so check back, but I hope this is a good start for you to finding and doing the will of God. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.